Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Rebel Guru Radio. This is Rebel Guru Radio with best-selling spiritual author Eric Pepin. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash higher balance. Designed by the rebel guru himself, Eric Pepin, Magnetic Pill was made to enhance results with all higher balance training, accelerate sensory development, achieve deeper meditations, better overall focus, and so much more. Go to magneticpill.com forward slash rebel for $10 off every month or get a three-month supply with our buy two, get one free special. Order now and we'll include a free guide listing three techniques you can start doing right away to hone your psychic mind. Learn how to astral project. Move your mind through time and space and experience anything you set your attention on. You are capable of so much more than you know. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Rebel Guru Radio. I'm here with Jonah. Hi everyone. So welcome to episode number 74. We're going to be talking about astral projection today. So um, most people really come to you, Eric, because they don't know what's what in a lot of ways. There's a lot of information out there. Sometimes when I talk about to people about astral projection, either they're, they just fall into it and it happens all the time, or they just haven't experienced it yet or they're not really sure. And so I'm hoping that we can kind of get some clarity about what it is exactly and then maybe some techniques to actually get into that state. Well, look, this is not my first time at the rodeo with astral projection. So it's it's what can I bring to the table that I haven't already said, you yeah. know? But do we have questions? We could start that way or Yeah, so let's start with what exactly is astral projection? Okay, there's old school and then there's new school. Okay. Old school, you're talking 70s through 90s in my opinion, right up into mm-hmm. the 2000s maybe even currently. Okay, and this is the idea that you are essentially leaving your organic or physical body in a dimensional body, a body that looks for all intents and purposes, bipedal, two arms, two legs, a head, it levitates out of your body and you go off. So your consciousness here or in your physical body evidently goes to sleep, shuts down, and you have consciousness as you are remotely exploring in your dimensional body the universe or the neighbors or wherever you're going. And that's in a nutshell, the most basic aspect of that. This all goes, a lot of it goes back to um, uh, like Monroe Institute and and stuff like this and where there's a cord and the cord kind of tethers you as you go out, yada, yada, yada. So I think the vast majority of people understand all that. I don't think that they, if they're watching this now, they don't know what astral projection is, they probably need to start off they somewhere else. Upon okay, yeah. right. So I'm, I'm hoping everybody has the, the basic concept. It is my position and my personal experience that astral projection is the same as 
mind projection the same as doing a psychic reading or foreseeing something? Where do you foresee it? So on and so forth. These are all coming from the same, let's say, region of your brain or, or your abilities per se. Okay. Where the problem comes in is lack of knowledge or lack of understanding. Let me let me explain. What most people start to experience as a projection, uh, oftentimes you, your mind is drifting, you're disconnected. Some people might say that it's more like, you know, uh, entering a dream world or uh, what do they call the sleeping where you have lucid, like a, dreaming. lucid dreaming, yada, yada. And so what happens is, is that when you're in that place, your, your kind of conscious body begins to lift out of your organic body and then the brain goes what the flip is happening yeah. and it drops and so you get the sensation of falling you almost kind of grab onto something because you, you feel this this sense of drop so you're saying in your dreams not just in your dreams okay consciously awake just just letting your mind kind of expand out and kind of going into that state you can have okay. that that happen even yeah. randomly okay so let me let me explain why the failure level of astral projection is dramatically high and why I think most people claiming they do astral projection are just full of BS. And it's these kind of people that are misdirecting and misleading people to go out and do what they're claiming they're experiencing, okay, which I don't buy into. And in a sense, people are trying to recreate or mimic or follow their direction. Okay, and it leads to failure over and over. Some people have been trying to do balance projection for decades. Yeah. Some have a few moments where something has occurred or happened, okay, but for the most part, nothing, okay, because okay. the system is flipping wrong, okay. I don't know how much direct I can be about that. People down so, path. so let me give you what I consider a, a now I've I've worked with astral projection. I've worked with that concept, God, back when I was like 20 years old, okay? And there is a level of success, but you remember, I'm an extreme person. I, If I commit to doing a practice or refining it, I'm legitimately into it, okay, working it. And for me, that concept always was riddled with that method, I should say, with problems. And there's far much better ways to have success. But I'll give you an example. Okay, why do you believe or why would it be suggested that your organic body and your dimensional body are even going to look similar? Why do you have need of two legs when they can't even walk on anything or arms to reach out and touch anything? Hell, you can't even scratch your nose. Mm -hmm. it, it does not make sense except to... I don't want to say primitive because primitive, I mean, you know, X amount of time, not that long ago, but it's, it is an, it is an obsolete, silly way of thinking. Okay. And it's misleading. So where the problem is in my mind is you've, you've got this other body. So supposedly you're going to look at it or whatever, whatnot. Okay. Mm -hmm. The moment you, you have that revelation, the moment you think about thinking about it. Okay. The reason why it just collapses Okay, it's because your your subconscious mind is saying, "Well, which one am I? Is this me or is this me?" That it's it's sense. it's a huge conflict psychologically, very fast. Okay, so you've you've just took your chances of success and slashed it, in my opinion, by ninety five percent. Okay. 
because you're trying to compute why you're seeing yourself if that's you and why your consciousness is, is in two places and, and what else is going on. It's, just, it's a lot of balls to juggle there. Okay. So what do you think these other people are experiencing who aren't making things up or they just don't understand what they're experiencing? I, I think that they in some ways are doing a good job. Okay. And I don't, I know that sounds like a conflict, which I'm always, you know, <laughs> kind of throwing out, but let me explain. Okay. Mm -hmm. When you really think that that's how it works, you're, you're making your energy, energy adhere at a great waste of energy. Okay. To construct and hold it yeah. in a organic body way that looks like a body that you relate to now. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. So they're, in a sense, using up energy to force a design or condition as to what their expectations of what is success or not success. Okay. So if they start to have success, they might assume they're going down the wrong way and shut that down where I'd be like, no, that was a great way to go. You're going to have huge success and instead think I should be seeing my body or I should be able to turn and look at my body or, or you know, and then you acknowledge your other body. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the problem. Well, it does make sense, you know, for humans, we should be thinking about ourselves more on like a, you know, energy being level. If we are incarnated here, if that's really part of the conversation, we should be thinking from there instead of well, you, from you, a human you, perspective. As I've said before, the, 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 you should look at oneself outside of your organic body as an undefined structure or mass. Okay, your best concept of energy, ethereal, transparent, move through static, illumination, whatever. But by far, that's more applicable to build a relationship with as mm -hmm. to what you are outside of the constructs of your organic body and nervous system, which holds all this energy kind of in place. And, you know, I've been in HBA like five or six years now, so it's it's easier to comprehend that. But at first, I had a lot of trouble thinking of myself not as human just as like an energy orb or anything other than human and so i'm wondering if you have any advice well it's very a very that. primal way to look at that yeah so it's also how you see the world like everybody thinks mm -hmm. if there's aliens they're gonna have two arms and two legs and a head and two eyeballs this is this doesn't it's make fair. any biological sense okay yeah. Yeah. uh the same thing if if you are made of energy give me a reason why okay that you need to stay in the shape of that energy why? How, how is that conducive to, well, if it was aerodynamics or if it was moving in water, how, how is that, wouldn't you think that your, your body would adapt to that environment differently? Yeah. So this is, this is the problem. So do you understand psychologically, you're trying to say, I expect a human-shaped body to fly around, okay, aerodynamically for space, time, and dimension, I guess, okay? Mm -hmm. Versus just consciousness. And I kind of think that maybe, I'm wondering if maybe that's where it comes. So they say, you know, destroy your ego, get rid of your ego. Is that part of like, that's part, that's of, part of like Absolutely. a death, right? Yes. That, yes. that sometimes yes. people misunderstand. It's letting go of, of, of what you perceive. These are more conditions that we, look, you will have a lower success rate the more you perceive these things in a human organic body because it's constructed, it's heavy, it's mass. So you're, you're okay. telling yourself not to be able to do stuff even though in your head you're saying, no, this is how I do it. Okay. okay? 
Whereas if you disconnect and you compartmentalize the organic body and you start thinking about consciousness and energy and vibration, okay, now your success rates start to go up much higher for the phenomena you start experiencing. Yes. You're not bottlenecking it saying that the limitations of an organic body, because that's what you're saying, mm -hmm. are now going to be put on my energy body. So do we just think about this and eventually like it makes sense or are there any well, other... Well, part of it is reflecting on that idea, thinking okay. about what I'm saying, thinking about how, how that either makes sense or not sense to you, okay? okay? The more that you can logisticalize and understand it, I find that your results start dramatically increasing. Okay. okay, and it doesn't take much to start having that happen. Yeah. But you, this is the thing that I, I've seen to struggle with, hmm. trying to explain over and over and over and over again. To Until people, now. And it just, it just does not stick to people, okay? You perceive yourself as you. First error. The, the thing that you perceive as you isn't technically really you. You're, you're a consciousness yeah. uh, operating an apparatus, per se. Yeah. So that limited effect, you are now saying, this is who I am, and when I'm outside of that, that's who I am. So you've just limited yourself incredibly by, by applying or yeah. thinking or relating or even comparing the two. You don't have eyeballs in astral projection. If you're seeing, it's certainly not with fucking eyes. Yeah. It's not with a retina. It's not with eye cones. Okay? You're not hearing. You don't have eardrums. The same thing we say about ghosts or spirits. What they perceive is completely different than, than what that... So if you're leaving your body, whatever you're seeing, is no matter how high depth, how many detail it is, it's still not data coming to you optically. Mm -hmm. You just, you just are telling yourself that that's how you expect to receive it without telling yourself that. You've set barriers to how to, to see. Instead of it being much wider or broader, you can't even imagine what that would be like. Mm -hmm. You understand? So right away, you're perceiving like you're looking around with this, this, this you know, like you're looking out of a tube almost, okay? Rather than a, than a, a different form. Okay, nobody's expecting you to, to adapt like that, okay? But what happens is it does get wider and broader, okay, as you evolve with this. So uh, if we start, you know, um, basically not seeing ourselves as ourselves. Don't, don't think of yourself needing a body, first mistake. If you see what looks like a body to yourself, ignore it. Ignore it because the more you contemplate it, the heavier you become to drop back down. Because you're literally holding that shape subconsciously. It's not necessary. It has no purpose. I'm just curious. Are you wearing jeans or are you in the nude? I mean, you got a t-shirt on? Do you have a haircut? No hair? Do you look like a, a mirror version of yourself? Just transparent? Mm -hmm. It's just silliness. Yeah. Okay? If you want to really experience phenomenon then you really need to ask yourself, is there a better way? And there is. You know, so that's what I have to say in, in, on the basics of astral projection. So I disagree strongly, and I think that, that when we think about astral projection, one should try to think more of mind projection. 
Okay. My projection is the same thing as remote viewing. It is the same thing as a psychic is doing to see the future. Okay. Okay. There are levels of visual quality that are achieved by how much you can remove your your brain to filter it to construct it so you can relate to it as a human. When yeah. you learn to ignore that process in your head, the data gets very clear and your your visuals, if that's what you are choosing to see, can be intense. Intensely clear, intensely detailed. Okay. Okay. But it's usually at that point in the first person perspective, meaning your mm. eyes are shut, but you wouldn't realize it. And it can be sudden. Sometimes it's just blips that come at somebody and it's gone. It's like mm -hmm. a car with headlights, Rawr! you know, like they do in the movies or something. Mm -hmm. Other times you can sustain it longer, but often it collapses from reflecting on one of my experience and that's experiencing. It's where you ask yourself, what am I experiencing? It's that internal register of, of me processing what I'm experiencing. And you don't want to do that because you're not you. And the second you think about you means that you should be seeing it through you. And that collapses everything again. You know, um, when I, when I went to school and I studied sociology, I was incredibly interested in how the world, and it's in some of your classes too, like echoes of consciousness, basically how the world kind of imprints on you and it changes how you see the world. And if you're li really living in a simulated reality, a matrix, anything, however you see it, that it kind of creates an imprint in you and then it, it creates the blockers, right? It keeps you from mind projecting, for example. Mm -hmm. So I, I find that incredibly fascinating that we have the issues inside of ourselves to kind well, of... Well, this goes back to when I say want for nothing, gain everything. Mm -hmm. What it means is try not to interpretate things in the moment when you're experiencing it. Okay, because if you do, it's like fumbling a whole house of cards. Mm -hmm. You you want to have the experience. You're going to react from a human perspective, and they don't mix. It's it's like it's like it's like trying to swim with a stack of bricks. Okay. Well, that was a great intro. If we can get comments, you're welcome to get send us some new questions. But we have these right here, so we'll jump in. Um. So. What are they going to experience exactly? It sounds a little bit like almost like sending off a drone and maybe you get visuals, you get a few of your senses coming through. Someone's asking why you saw like a faraway galaxy. You know, I, I, people are just really curious to know what they're going to experience. Um, you're going to find often that you will see things at first that are other worlds, let's say, or other things that are beyond our everyday. It's not to say that you don't get those two. It depends on the person, okay? Okay. And the reason why you get these random kind of things is one, when you're usually doing it, you don't really have an intention to where you want to go. You're just like, I want to experience something, okay? Yeah. That's partially part of the problem. Okay. Number two is 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 that the the idea of experiencing something immediately is a very human, familiar thing you do with your body. Okay. So wanting for nothing really means to remove yourself from self-identifying while you're having that experience to prevent yourself from making it heavy. Like you got a bunch of bricks on the side of a boat and then you're going to sink. Do you get what I'm saying? That's it's, it's organic thought how we think does does not function in a dimensional frequency energy place. Okay. The only thing that that can construct there is consciousness. 
it, it's right at home with that. Mm -hmm. But usually that consciousness is molded in the shape of how we, we relate to stuff or react to stuff or, or feel, touch, smell. We expect everything to be like that. And when it's not, there's a rejection level in our consciousness. Yeah. So you have to isolate that need. That comes from self-discipline. That comes from practice. That comes from meditation. That comes from breathing exercises. Okay. So you see further away places because the anxiety of being wrong, okay, is lessened by, by things that are less likely to be able to be confirmed for information. So you can say anything about anything. Nobody can say whether it's real or not real. Okay. So the more closer you get to relevant stuff, that becomes more of a greater challenge. Okay. Because your fear factor of being wrong or the anxiety of not being successful, your ego, okay, mm -hmm. literally starts to distort the data or starts it. It's the same reason I say you really can't do a reading on yourself because you're psychoanalyzing in a sense yourself. It's always going to be a higher accuracy if you do somebody that you're not emotionally attached to or that you don't know. So how would you recommend someone just starting off to practice this? I would say start off as if you're doing meditation. Okay. Uh, meditation's a great precursor to to going into deep remote viewing. Mm -hmm. the The idea is if you shut your eyes and you let your mind go, that means you're letting all that self identity go. You're kind of putting it on hold on the side. Okay. Okay. There is a a desire or what we call intent in the training. Okay, where you don't have to add words. You kind of know what you want. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I would say try to focus more on worldly things, okay, or things that are stuff that you can, can confirm whether they're on the news or on TV or in the paper or on the internet or something like that. Much like remote viewing, you're trying to, to find or confirm whatever you're looking at, okay? Lastly, if you do psychic work, seeing the future, which I've, I've done, uh, is, this is confirmation based on the accuracy of those events, mm -hmm. which is a whole other thing with remote viewing, okay, and, and astral projection, if you will. This is all tied together, and I'm surprised you guys aren't asking how. But in either case... How is it all tied no, together? No, no, let me finish my, my train of thought so people can have some, some cool experiences. Okay. okay? So if you're, if you're laying down, it's the same rules for meditation. If you're laying down, you're going to go to sleep more than likely. If you're standing up, you're too conscious and you're going to want to move around. Your body's going to By sitting, you're kind of somewhere in the middle. Relax, but be aware. So now that there's out there. So when you, when, you, when you go to that, you, you simply just, it's, it's weird to explain, but if you are, I have to just do, do it like I usually do. Uh, when you're meditating, you're going to stay, it's almost like behind your eyes, you have your eyes, they're probably rolled up or whatever, but if you look downward, kind of raise your eyes to look out, okay? Mm -hmm. With a, a sense of waiting for something to appear or whatever it is you're intending to see, okay? What will happen is, is you steer the part of your mind silently. It's going, ah, nothing's going to happen, or you're not going to get, or you're going to get impatient, or whatever. These are all designed to make sure that you fail. You have to be very zen-like and indifferent about your observation. Do you okay. understand? Yeah. You can't care if you're going to see anything because that removes the anxiety if you really don't care, which means you're going to get a better result. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
So it's, it's a very simple process. Simply just in your mind, look outward. You're going to be looking into the dark. Make sure you turn the lights down or whatever. And as you get better, you can turn them up when you do it. And what you're essentially doing is, is you're, you're kind of using your third eye mind, if you will. Okay. And you're more or less tasking it when your eyes fail to see, it's almost like intuitively it wants to start taking over to do the job. Yeah. Okay. And therefore you may start to get images that are, this is very important, that are more like, like if I tell everybody close your eyes and visualize your kitchen. Okay. I want you to see the kitchen cabinet, the floors, the counters, the objects that may be in there. I want you to look at the spatial size of it. Just look at those things and then ask yourself on a scale of one to 10, 10 being more HD and more real than it is now, one being very faint and vague, like almost like you, you can't see the color that much or the images that much, it's like faint. That would be maybe a one or two. My guess is most people are gonna be at that one or two and that's okay, okay? Oftentimes when I do um, psychic work, it literally starts off that way. And the more comfortable you get with it and the more you start studying whatever you're seeing, if you're not thinking about it, it starts to get clearer and clearer and clearer, just like when mm -hmm. we do the, the tone uh, technique, okay. the HBI method, where you have the tones and if you think about them, they just, woo, they fade away in sound. Okay. Then if you let your mind go and you intent them to come, they get really, and so freaking loud sometimes it hurts mm. your ears mm. and I people think I'm crazy I say that but enough of you guys have experienced it I think a lot yeah so you're doing the same thing so by practicing tones and then practicing this you have to in a sense look at whatever you're seeing as if you're you're trying to hear the tone but in this sense you're looking for the tone okay and the same exact principles apply okay if you're new to the tones uh, go on YouTube check out the higher balance method and you'll find plenty of free material. If you've material. ever heard a high pitch frequency, maybe you thought you had tendonitis or whatever. Uh, there's more to those ringing tones than you can even imagine. You literally can use them to train to expand your consciousness and do really interesting things with it. And it's like a gem for your consciousness because it makes you so you can understand everything we're talking about now. Yeah. And it's something anybody can do anywhere in the world. I don't care if you're under the ocean. It's literally, it's not coming from your ears, but you're going to swear it is. Yeah. Okay. So how does this all tie together, Eric? Well, what do you mean? How does it all tie together? Well, how does remote viewing, mind projection, lucid dreaming, mm -hmm. the tones, mm -hmm. and I guess that, that kind of like psychic reach, mm -hmm. how, okay. how can we understand this better? Well, are you asking what use does it have? Or are you, what are you asking? I'm not sure what your question is in there. Well, you did just say, like, if we could figure out why it all relates, mm -hmm. that would be a huge, huge key. So I was just trying to get whatever you were hinting at earlier. Well, I, I'm saying that it is a necessary sensory. I don't think any of this is, a, is beyond your, your, the scope of your senses. I think it's a sense that... that uh, we have not fully utilized mm -hmm. and in itself how can we be complete as human beings if we base all of our experiences and our knowledge to complete us based on the five sources we have to collect and interpret that information if you're missing a sense you are likely missing stuff that is meant to complete you okay so you, you can't understand it you can't grasp it it's never occurred to you as a thought
Okay. So that in, in itself, I feel is what lent to me attaining the consciousness I have and my understanding was by utilizing those extra senses to acquire more understanding, more knowledge, more awareness, okay, than, than not. I think it's really fascinating um, and really interesting how, I mean, you've always said that you kind of want us to work on the psychic because it gives us the answers of even starting your, to... Your spiritualness expands dramatically because ask yourself how you even understand spiritual. How do you even interpret that? How do you even wrap your head around that? Yeah. If you can, how did you get to where you are? You either read with your eyes, you heard it with your ears, you felt it with your hands. You might say you felt stuff here, but you're you're utilizing all of your senses to acquire the correct data to get closer to whatever it is you're trying to get to. So again, you're at an incredible disadvantage if you're not utilizing all of those senses. And I believe the sense that leaps us to God, the force, the universe, interpretates it, sees it, understands it, is been incredibly marginalized in the organic brain. Do you believe that that's kind of where humans might lead towards, is stronger psychic sensory? Well, there's or... no question. We're already heading in that direction. If you just watch people using psychedelics and whatnot, and you look at technology trying to tap the mind to apply it to different stuff using the neural system and electrical mm -hmm. currents in the brain, uh, we're already in that direction. It just makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, Bob wants to know how he can use astral travel or mind projection to help someone or be useful to... The universe. Okay. Well, you 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 would think that with an astral body, I guess you might be able to talk to somebody in your astral body. Not you may be able to touch them. Maybe they feel a tingle. Who knows? But my point is, is that you can empathetically broadcast to them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that broadcasting can make them feel sensations, sometimes almost overwhelming, sometimes fearful because they don't understand it's coming from a positive source. Okay. But if you've ever felt something very intense or made you very uncomfortable or a feeling of being watched or observed when you're in your home or something, I would say there's a fair chance that that's a consciousness that's either attempting to convey or it's, it's observing in some way and that you've become aware of that. You know, and I think a lot of people, I, I read a lot of comments online, I kind of look around different spiritual groups where people are talking about, I feel like, I think that people sometimes feel that and they might assume it's like an entity or some kind of being on them, or there's just a lot of information out there and people don't know what to think. So I'm wondering as they explore mind projection and lucid dreaming, is there something that they should be aware of, anything dangerous about it? Are they going to bump into like some... Crazy well, entity that's fear is man's normal go-to. We we have fear because we wouldn't survive without it. <laughs> you know, it's part of our. So you got to expect that you're going to have the fears when you don't know something. Yeah. Uh, I have had some ups and down experiences in my 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 process, but I would say that that I would be pretty fearless. Hmm. Um, you know, there's going to always be negative energies out there if you just do the. The basics, forget about the heavy stuff I've given. Just the basics is going to be more than enough to handle any situation. Yeah. At least that I've seen and I think I've known pretty much what's out there. Uh, you know, you've you've got entities that are haters and you've got mm. entities that are, are, are positive. But one thing that I think is a misconception, 
okay, is that there's all these entities waiting to do you bad, okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say that most anything that's intelligent, and if it's intelligence, it's intelligent, okay, mm -hmm. really just doesn't want to be bothered, okay? Yeah. So when, when you're like, oh, it's going to comfort me, I don't know, is that flattery? Is it like, oh, I'm, you know, oh, I'm disturbing it? And it I, I just think it wants you to move along and it don't want to engage you. That at least been most of my experience. It's usually when you're when you're poking at it or trying to understand it that you may get a reaction. But even that reaction tends to be a negative shove of energy. It doesn't necessarily mean it's out to destroy you or get you or travel and, and hunt you down. Okay, uh, I in all my years have seen a few nasty things, but in general, I've seen more in everyday life that's worse than I ever have spiritually ever. Yeah. So why why be fearful of that? Pursue knowledge fearlessly but respectfully. That's fair, and you probably won't run into anything. Even if you do, make friends. Just because it's it's an asshole doesn't mean it's all asshole. You know, I, I know a lot of people out there that I think are assholes, but I'm nice to them, and you know, and you you may end up being best friends. You just never know. So uh, Joe wants to know, if you were just starting your spiritual journey now, uh, like what would you be doing on this? Like where would your practice and reflections go and how can we do that? I would, if listen, if you, if, you know, these are like classes now. Okay, come on. Okay, look, you see this pair of glasses? What I recommend is that you start off visually getting that part of your brain more acute. And what that means is mm -hmm. you want to look at every detail of the glasses that you can. You want to look at the plastic, you want to try to understand the density, how the light reflects the curvature of it. Mm -hmm. Just almost grossly in-depth observing the details of something, okay? Then what you want to do is you're going to put it down, okay, and you're going to visualize it in your head. And when the quality of that is getting to the point where you almost have it memorized, okay, mm -hmm. then you probably at that point should go into your meditation and then look, okay? Because that part of your brain now is stimulated that's interpreting that data, okay? okay? Yeah. Um, as you practice with different objects in that way, okay, you're also training your mind to be more aware of details. And in, in the sense that when it starts off very foggy, granular, faded, mm -hmm. you're instinctively understanding I need to look for the details. As your mind starts to think about the details, the complexities start to get better, okay. meaning the image starts to reach a higher quality, okay? Yeah. If you think about your quality, it's gone. What I mean by that is if you sit there and go, wow, it's really looking good, that's it, done. You're, it's, you're over. <laughs> okay. Because you're doing it from here. You're, you're, you're trying to perceive and understand through your brain. Mm -hmm. And it, it's two different languages. Two, it, they don't necessarily work well to, with one another. You really have to keep non-thought but work in that other state of thinking that comes from your chest that I teach. So it's interesting that you're saying to that you're you're being aware of the glasses first and you're really visualizing it and you're activating a part of your brain. Yeah, because you're you're training yourself to be more visually detailed. Okay. And when you do um, any kind of work like this in your mind, 
it's you can't really see detail at first. That's mm -hmm. the point. But by you, in a sense, feeling that sense of wanting to look at that detail, like when, when I do it, you'll see me, I kind of go down and I get quiet and I am observing, I'm observing. That feeling is a feels like. That's what you need in order to get the detail to come clearer in whatever you're seeing. Which is the same with tones. And that's what you're yes, saying. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Same, same thing, just different. Just put a bow tie on it. Okay. Does that make sense? Is that helpful? I think it's great. I think people overcomplicate phenomenon, and I think they they just put in all sorts of personal ideas and views, and I think most of it's all hooey, okay? It's the same thing, you know, there's always this fear of dark stuff out there. You know mm -hmm. what? There's 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 more evil in the world than the you know from people that you have to be worried about than really what's what's in the universe in in an energy sense. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. As an energy being, it's it's very difficult to do harm to one another. Do you understand? It's it doesn't it doesn't work in the same way we think of clubbing one another. It, there's nothing to club. There's nothing to yeah. bite. There's nothing to hair pull. Okay. Yeah. There's not even good name calling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd rule. <laughs> um, but. You know, it's 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 almost like I want to remove that sense of fear from people, okay, in order to catapult their experiences. Because I know their sense of fear of the unknown is actually weighing very heavy on the experiences of them having stuff happen. Because it's all very delicate in the mind. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Every thought is like a, a wall or a barrier that moves you. So the more that you can remove and just, just go in your place, the higher level of your experiences. So how might we deal with that fear? Do we just kind of push through, just kind of make it work? Um, or... Look, you, you just have to say to yourself, if you want this bad enough, then you have to ask yourself, are you willing to die for it? This is as simple. I mean, I'm not saying go out and physically die, and I'm not saying that I want you to die. I certainly don't. What I want is for you to understand that if you want to pursue this kind of knowledge, if you're serious about it, because there's a lot of wannabes out there, a lot of pretend people, okay? If you really, really want this, and you have to have a heart-to-heart -heart conversation with yourself and say that I need to be more fearless and conquer my fear with this, than to constantly contemplate it before I try because you're just reasserting that withdrawal of your energy, yeah. that retraction for safety. Um, I'm telling you, I don't want to say that there's nothing bad that's out there, but I am telling you the, the likelihood of negative stuff happening to you is as likely as you heading out your front door and being clubbed by a neighbor. Could happen. Okay. It, it's, I just think it's more violent in the physical world. There's more negativity in the physical world. And I think it's just it's just silly. It's just like, you know, it's like going out camping. You're afraid to go camping. And then when you've done it enough because you had to, you realize it's really nothing out there. Yeah. Okay. And then you get over it. And then you're okay with doing it. It's just like any other fear. Jumping off the, the top, you know, uh, level of a diving board. You know, I was the worst. Uh, but once you conquer that fear then you start to move pro level you know you're doing more more kind of moves up there do you get what i'm saying yeah it's the same thing i think people have fears and it's it's kind of controlled how they let their mind unfurl um i always kind of felt that if i had something negative happen i'm, I'm weird i guess i kind of celebrate it 
it's, it's my ongoing joke. If you go to a haunted house, okay, and you get attacked by a demon, and you're dragged by your foot across the floor into some dark closet, okay, I'm like, woohoo, you know, there's life after death for sure, okay? This asshole's got it. I gotta qualify, you know? Um, you know, you, this is how I look at things. I, I look at it kind of differently. If I get a really mean spirit or entity, I'm like, damn, you're scary and your breath is awful, if I could smell it. But let's talk. Take a seat. What's your issue? You know, I don't mean that quite literally. What what I'm saying is, is that your approach or your empathetic level has a huge effect on the amount of phenomena you will experience, because it's it's you're you're literally anchored mainly in your physical body. So those those interests or needs or fears tend to dominate the strongest. And you 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 got about maybe 5% of whatever's moving beyond that at that mm -hmm. point. And you're you're dominating it by biological fears. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So, I mean, some people it, it kind of sounds like they kind of go in their mind and they go kind of lucid and they're not necessarily astral projecting. They're kind of going into their own their own mind sometimes. Well, it's very true. And you, this is where it gets incredibly complicated. And now everybody's going to go, boy, what did he just say? Okay. Cause now it just fucked up everything. Okay. okay. Um, I'm a big believer in layers. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, 30 years already, I've been trying to explain this, that, that, you know, if, if I go to a graveyard, there's level one if I bring people there, and that's, let's go for a walk, let's take the dogs, let's go through some paths in the graveyard, it's very quiet, very relaxed, and let's have lunch. That's level one. Okay. That's a perception of how you, how you're not going in there looking for spirits or expecting anything to bad, a bunch of dead bodies, just, you know, uh, you know, food for the worms, yada yada, it's just, okay. that's life, okay? Level two is you come in and it's ghosts and spirits, let's record them. Are there any ghosts or spirits here? Get the fuck out, okay? Uh, it, you're, you're, that's level two. You're feeling, you're sensing ghosts, you're sensing entities, okay? You're okay. hearing voices maybe, okay, that you're trying to record, okay? So that's another level. That's a whole different spectrum of where your consciousness is going and your relationship of what you're getting out of it versus level two. Level three, okay, is going to be like vortexy energy spots. Um, okay. Where is this phenomena coming in and out of? Does it have a bilocation spot or does it fade into energy into another space and fade back in? We, as humans, think doors, okay? okay. So there's that's another level beyond the ghost. It's good. But then there's another level and, that, and they're all legit, okay? The next level is this is time and reality overlaying in this particular graveyard not all graveyards have this phenomenon and like i have had at that in you know at the lost village you know you're hearing a wagon with the chains on it or whatever the gear and you're hearing some guy with his kid talking mm -hmm. so i don't think that's ghost or spirits i think there's a weird time thing going on okay and i can get into detail with it but then there's a whole nother level and that another level is simulated reality and that Everything that I'm seeing for not for phenomenon is a glitch in the programming of the matrix, and that haunted places that have a lot of phenomenon are just heavily glitched locations. Okay, 
okay. that primitive people see something, they're like, oh my god, it's a glowing orb. Oh my god, it's a spirit talking to us, okay? That's primitive. It's the same way primitive people, if we drove in a car, probably would have ran for their lives, thinking it was a goddamn UFO coming down to zap them, okay? Yeah. If you whip out a phone, it's pure pure wizardry, pure, pure dark magic. You know, there's people inside of this thing, okay? It's what is your intellect ready to comprehend and how will you relate? And we think, oh, we're so beyond that. We are not beyond that. Okay? Not even close. So the the matrix aspect of the phenomenon, if I'm seeing vortexing stuff, I see it as a glitch. If I see an entity, I see it as a glitch with time blipping somehow. Okay? Okay. So this is how do you want me to approach it? Do you want me to talk to the older, not older in people generation, but the older generation of thinking, which are more new age level? Or should I approach it on mid-level? or Because they're all correct. It's just an interpretation from the position you're looking at it. This is what I see. Which reminds me of the three blind guys who, who are, you know, left with a, an, an elephant. And the three blind guys go in there and they say, tell me what you think it is. And the first one goes, oh, it's a giant anaconda. It's a big snake and it's holding its trunk. Mm -hmm. And the other one's got its hands around its legs and it says, this is a trunk of a tree. It's a tree, you know, and so on and so forth. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's a perspective based on what, this is why I say you lose a sense. You may not get all the data. You don't know. Okay. Gain a sense. Ooh, the, 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 the information's much richer now. And what you can do with it, and what you can manipulate it to do for you. So can't we just like flip a switch and make this happen? Flip a switch. You know, well, that's that's a big thing. Is like, if well, listen, become... I'm on a diet, okay? I flip the switch, but it's a long switch. I that's that's taking time to do what I want, okay? But hey, last month it couldn't fit in this. So, yeah. Anyway, but do you understand? Yeah. There, there's not. There is a switch, and this is what we're teaching. And this is. It's just people are so. Freaking McDonald's level instant and instant entertainment at the movies and instant this and instant that and go on the internet and Google whatever you want to the great oracle and get shit information most of the time and yada yada yada. It's instant instant. instant. This is the one thing you can't necessarily have instantly. This is something you earn. This is something that you gain entrance through self-discipline application and correctly giving yourself good information instead of a shit ton of shit information that you think is correct. Yeah. So this is the fast way. I hate to say it. What was the original question there? I don't know. Astral projection when it comes to going into your own kind of like dream worlds, dream reality. Yeah. You know, because people go and they'll see all these things and they'll, they'll be walking through the woods and they'll have experiences and stuff and they'll call it astral projection you nope. know not astral projection it's just like in their head right any kind of projection is a projection google what a projection is okay um to me it's exterior okay not interior okay okay if you're gonna go interior it doesn't mean that it's less real do you understand would would people it's so complicated Ugh. When you go in your mind, you have to understand there's so many possibilities. There are other realities, in a sense, that can be completely ongoing. And it's being all generated on an ongoing basis by your own organic brain. It is the computer that's feeding that reality and that whole life for the next X amount of years you live. Okay? And you can go there. It's just like multiple personalities. 
It's just multiple mm -hmm. personalities. Where are they when they're not in the front? Okay, you're essentially going to wherever their roles are in a weird way. Okay. Okay. So, is to say, can you learn information there? Yep. Can you see and experience things there? Yep. Okay. Is it your base reality? Probably not. But there's so many different cases, it's, it's impossible for me to give a one-size-fits-all. Okay? You know? So, it, it's, it's hard to say depending on, on that, on a case-by-case -case basis. Okay? If we live in a simulated reality, I firmly do not believe that an efficient, if we'll call it a machine, I don't, I don't know if I would call it a machine, but it, let's say it is a machine, there's no way it's just going to run one diagnostic of reality, meaning what we perceive as us. Okay? It's okay. going to run multiple. And multiple, aka, also means other realities. And 10 to 1, the filament by which we are, which I call the causal energy, okay? This fine energy. And I always try to explain it to you, and it looks like little bits of light. It's data. It's refined data that stays clustered. That data is essentially you. It's, your, it's why you think the way you are. It's your identity. It's how you are specifically organized and unique compared to everybody else. But that bar of data that's down your, your midsection, your chakras basically, okay, down mm -hmm. the core, okay, is transferable into, I hate to call it jackets or sleeves, but, but bodies, conscious realities, okay, it is feasible to move. But this gets even deeper down the rabbit hole and why I think astral projection needs to be looked at completely different. We are a collective. If we are... In a, in, a, in a matrix, if you will, okay, a simulation, then we all come from the same data point, presumably, based on our technology, how we understand things, because I can go much deeper, I believe, but for the sake of holding this conversation, then essentially, we are all connected. What you know, I know, and what I know, you know. This is where we go to Alessone. So when I say when you see something, you don't necessarily have to be seeing from your perspective. You have to be okay seeing the perspective from somebody else's consciousness as if you were looking outward. Does that make sense? Yeah, I do have a question. Yeah? So you're saying, okay, we have this causal, this line of energy in us, and it's, yeah. like, it's kind of like a code, right? And we each have our own code. Yes, your code is basically your experiences from your your perspective, your five senses building and collecting this. More than five senses, but yeah. Okay, and would you say that that's carried over to different lives? Do you believe I that? think that you are coexisting right now in those other places as we speak, and that's where you may collectively have an epiphany. It came from somebody else like you. Your consciousness is had learned something and you considered it an epiphany but it's actually like you learning something new right now so technically speaking jonah some other you is going i just had some brilliant fucking ideas yeah. <laughs> send them this way send them this way keep it well, bring the truck I mean, load but how does that work yeah. through we're talking about mind projection can we kind of like sync up or well that's, learn that's from the point elements? you've you've got yeah. to rethink your your model of astral projection astral projection is very singular Okay. It's like walking. I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. You can't think like that. Mm -hmm. You can have an intent and it'll bring you there, but where in time is it bringing you? When I do psychic work, my intent is to see the future. So I'm remote viewing. I'm astral projecting 
into a individual's path of data, okay, yeah. of their yeah. life, and then extracting what I'm seeing. And what I'm seeing is in the same part of my brain neural system that would also be used for astral projection, mind projection, all of these things. So really, why do we have different names for it? We should be distilling it down, understanding it, and then reapplying it in a very powerful way. I mean, it sounds like what you're saying is we're existing in many places at once, and that sure. if, if we, if we, I don't know if we say that time doesn't exist or time doesn't operate the same way. Well, that's being, another conversation. Yeah. You know, I mean, if that's what, the case, what then, I'm saying is, is that the first thing is, is that by 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 believing you're individual, because everybody's fearful of thinking, oh, I'm, you know, I'm unique. Okay, that means you're scared. Okay. Okay. And so when you do stuff like that, it prevents you from letting your mind expand. Do you understand? I'm not fearful of not being unique because I know I am unique. <laughs> anyway, the point being, okay, all joking aside, the point being is, is that that kind of thinking in, in the intricate, sensitive kind of consciousness you have dictates to prevent you from, from feeling or expanding out to other other things. Do you get what I'm saying? You you are saying I would have to walk there to know that and physically be there. I would need to hear it in order to, that's what you're saying subconsciously. So by removing all those things and just feeling other people and thinking about this neurosystem that you're part of, okay, then that expands out. And then what you do is you expand it out to other worlds or other realities, that concept that feels like. And you don't expect nothing. Don't ask for fucking shit. You're already asking, trust me. Okay, and that's when you start getting stronger visions and stronger impressions. And then once you've done that for a while, you can start directing because you're very familiar with the process by then. Do you understand? Yeah. So now you can start trying to look for things. So the problem with looking for things that are relative to you is that there's the tendency to insert what you desire or what you fear. And therefore, it's always better, just like doing a psychic reading, focus on people you're impartial with. That makes and a lot of sense. You have less, and then you get better and better and better. And then at some point, you can come back and do do tighter work in yourself, per se. Mm -hmm. Just processing. So, so we have our causal, right? And then there's there's other Jonas, right, who might be having epiphanies. We don't know if there are other Jonas. Okay. But what they are is, imagine, let me try a, a better way of explaining this. Mm -hmm. No matter where else you may think you are in the universe, it's not necessarily you. It's another unique version like you. So think of it as a twin brother or a father or a younger sibling that has qualities of you that you relate to, okay? But other qualities that are unique because they are in a unique place compared to you. But like their DNA, if you will, your laugh sounds like your mom's laugh or your dad's laugh and your nose looks like, you know, your your your, your cousins or your great aunts or grandfathers, okay? It's kind of like that. Because whatever they're experiencing, it's, com it's going to be likely very uniquely different than what your experience is. So you're perspective, your view, your political view, your personal view, all of that is going to be molded by what we talked about earlier, the five senses or whatever senses they may or may not have to have compiled how they think or perceive. The complete you is when all of that is unified as data. 
So let's say, like, would you have one and I would have one? Yeah. You know, so they're, they're separate, but yeah. then also at a level... But for me, yeah. I don't... This is what I said in White Dragon, what was that, 20, 2009 or some shit? I don't remember anymore. But what I'm saying is, is that I feel that you're me, he's me, they're all me. I feel that interconnectedness in a very real way. Okay. And so... I feel the reason why I can extrapolate data from those things is because I feel like it's a part of my own mind that everybody's part of my consciousness. Does that make sense? Because that's a big one I'm just dropping. Yeah. Okay. So because I, I find that relaxed sense that that opens that up for me instead of being worried about who's dark, who's good, who's this and that, you know. You know, you know, you know right from wrong, you know good and bad, you know all those things. You know, the, to me, that's not really what, what, I'm, what I'm interested in, either, but I want to be aware of that, and that's how you know if somebody's good or bad. And we have that sensory, but to a, to a limited level, you're simply expanding it on a much bigger level. And you do this by meditating and simply contemplating, feeling, and thinking. A great way is to basically assimilate other people and become them. So at White Dragon... I went through all these different personalities and although I'm dressed the same and look the same, people would be like, you are a completely different person. Mm -hmm. You were like this cowboy guy, or you were this, this person, or you were this black guy. And I never thought of you as being black, but you, and this is embodying. Do you get what I'm saying? Becoming these different personalities, the more you, it's just like a dummy in me in the class that I did. Okay. You extrapolate information by a simulation. If you can extract by a simulation and becoming that person and knowing what's going through their mind, even if it's 2%, okay, that's a form of data harvesting. Okay. That is astral projection in a weird way, also at the same time. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really interesting. It kind of sounds like when I think about astral projection or mind projection, it's like a remote view and I'm taking it to one place, but it kind of sounds like once you get it's yourself out of the box, way it's all... more complicated. And because it's complicated, everybody wants it to be simple. And when it's not simple, they tend to feel like they're not getting much out of it. You hear about people seeing things all the time, but I never really hear anything meaningful. Mm -hmm. You got an invention there, show me what you've seen. Let's make it, okay? You, you've got some information about the future, psychic reading, let's put it on paper, let's talk about it, or let's just talk about it, okay? So it's 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 it's... You know, are you in your head or are you getting something useful out of it? Because how many how many Sunday drives can you do with astral projection? It's all beautiful. It's all great, great, wonderful places. But at some point, you want to start finding other forms of data mm -hmm. and to improve yourself or to grow or to understand something. Or, you know, safety is also a big one because we naturally gravitate towards that. Really great. How are we on time? Yeah, we got two minutes left. We'll so... Thank you for tuning in. Um, we actually have the summer sale going on uh, until the end of the month. So there are a lot of great classes that relate to this. If you want to learn more about remote viewing and you want to have, I think it's over nine hours of training with Eric. Um, a lot of it, he's teaching you how to remote view for yourself. Brilliant, and I make it easy. It's called uh, Return to Skinwalker. When Eric was talking about you know being different people and Alisone, that class is called White Dragon. We suggest everyone to start with foundation, which is the meditation that we, we teach. And I really think that if you stumble upon that uh, summer sale page, you'll find a lot of really exciting stuff. And what I would say to people with astral projection, take everything you know. I'm not saying throw it out. A lot of people put a lot of work into this and, and really, you know, a lot of time and energy. Just 
put it in a metal box to the side. Try to come at, if you get the stuff from me, try to come at it without any judgment, without any, any anything. Don't try to relate to it as astral projection. Just hear it out and kind of listen to what I'm saying. Believe me, that's all it's going to take. Yeah. HBISummerDeals.com HBISummerDeals.com <laughs> Check it out right there. I was like, oh. to read it on paper. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. Thank you everybody. Let us know what you want to do for next month. Episode number 75. <sighs> God, is it really up to 75? We have already? to hit 100. We're so close. Uh, All right. Take all care, right. everyone. Goodbye, everybody. A lot of people ask us, where's the best place to start with our courses and material? The fundamental backbone of everything in our catalog is the foundation meditation system. This is a unique meditation technique geared to the purpose of absorbing prana, stimulating key regions of the body that enhance sensory development, and allow one to tap into a source of unbridled spiritual energy. Foundation meditation can be learned in our book, Meditation Within Eternity, or you can visit our website, foundationmeditation.com, to acquire the audio course. Again, that's foundationmeditation.com. Each of Eric's books comes with a secure readers-only section online that contains a treasure trove of complimentary free training material. When you add up all the free training you get with each book, you have a combined total value of over $1,000 in additional content. This includes classes, guided meditation exercises, and more. Digital and physical copies are available at higherbalancebooks.com. Order the set on discount now, and we'll also send you a free guru deck in the mail for physical orders. Again, that's higherbalancebooks.com. Go there now, order your set, and join the growing movement of spiritual adepts. Follow us on Instagram at higherbalanceinstitute, all one word. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a positive review to help others like yourself find this knowledge. If you would like to support this podcast, please visit our online store at higherbalance.com. When I was young, I recall sitting in the back seat of the family car as we drove somewheres, probably just to get away. I remember seeing the rivets of the back seat, the leather contour, the fabric and texture of the floor mat. I was small. I remember looking upward through the window, seeing the reflection of the glass of myself, a metal lining along the glass trim. I could only see the trees and the sky moving by. I thought I could touch it, so I did, reaching my hand out the window to touch it. I felt it. I felt the air pushing and moving beneath my hand and the warmth of the sun upon its back. I think it was at that moment I began to awaken knowing that sometimes when you want to find something, you don't always find it in the way that you think you're going to. You see, my hand 
It moved against the wind, pushing, weaving, feeling it, touching it, and the sun warming, soothing, healing. Somewhere in between, I flew. Higher balance. We think outside of the box. A new kind of spirituality, a new kind of meditation, a revolution in consciousness. Thank you for listening to Rebel Guru Radio. 